0: Hey Love Bird, welcome to So Good, the Good Love Company podcast. It is me, Stephanie, your host and leading love and relationship expert and educator. I am the genius behind the Good Love Company brand, and I've helped thousands of women find themselves and find love. So get cozy, grab your favorite beverage, kick back, relax. It's going to be so good. I'm living that high life. Hello, darling, and welcome back to another episode of So Good. It is me, Stephanie. I am excited about this one. This episode has been highly requested, highly anticipated, and honestly, something that I have been really excited to talk about, and that is the Kim and Kanye divorce. So the thing that's going to be different about this episode is I'm not going to touch on their history, how they started, when they started dating. I'm going to use their relationship as more of a case study and there's going to be a couple focuses because I think that one of the biggest things that I've noticed with the Kim and Kanye, you know, madly in love, the flower wall to crying in the car, there are little breadcrumbs along the way. And so what I want to share with you guys is really how to have a deeper understanding of the requirements of a marriage. So without further ado, we're just going to dive right in. Personally speaking, when Kim and Kanye started having their issues, it was a little bit it was a little bit rocky to watch. As a relationship expert and educator, I assess and analyze relationships all day long. And so it's pretty obvious to see when there are some tensions in a relationship. So if you watched um, Keeping Up With The Kardashians and you started to see moments where Kim transitioned into Kanye's muse, her spark became very neutral, right? When we first met Kim K, she was this, (laughs) you know, over the top, Color, glitter, sparkles, like hello early 2000s. And as she progressed in the relationship, a part of her shifted into what he wanted her to be. So when I analyze and assess relationships, I'm always looking at what does the energy look like with two people interacting? Because relationships are all about relating, it's how we interact with the other person's presence and energy and healthy relationships two people come together and become better versions of themselves they inspire each other they support each other they're able to see each other sometimes in in relationships especially high profile celebrity you know air bunny quotes relationships there is also the factor of PR and image and presentation so I guess normal people don't necessarily have to factor that in. The reason why I'm saying this is that if you look at the relationship over time, she sort of morphed into this like Yeezy protege, where she became essentially Kanye West doll. And Kim Kardashian has the personality of being very much into the fairy tale. Romance, love is everything. I want to be that princess for you. She's very into that. So I think at first she was okay. But over time, when someone starts to conform who they are at their core for another person, there ends up being a line that, if that's not reciprocated back, will turn into resentment. So over time you see Kim slowly morphing into this Yeezy version and then we start to see Kanye separating himself from the Kardashian Jenner clan. So Kim's trying to go closer to Kanye and Kanye's going farther away. So that energy is not indicative of of a healthy pairing. That's usually when people start to Split energetically, like you know, when you hear, um, "We just grew apart," or "We we were living separate lives," or "We turned into roommates." That's usually the start because you can always look back and see, "Oh, this is when we weren't really on the same page." This is when little by little the threads of intimacy and connection start to wear thin, and if you don't catch it at that time, both of you it'll lead into that space of you're doing one thing and he's doing the other. So that's what we started seeing. Kanye got really into his Sunday service. He started to vocally um, really kind of bash Kris Jenner and her empire. And you started to see the disconnect play out because Kim Kardashian, again, being a lover of the image, a lover of the public publicity, it's not a good look when cracks start to become obvious to the public. She's already been there, done that. This is her third marriage. So she's getting to a point where this is now embarrassing and I'm feeling like overwhelmed. Kanye couldn't care less. So if you look into relationship, there comes a point when things hit a rough patch where if one person, and in this case study, Kim, is doing the bidding, and the other person is not receiving it, eventually someone wants to just stop tossing the ball. Kim got to a point where she was like, okay, like I'm already doing this for you. I'm already starting to shift and morph into what you want me to be. If that's not matched and reciprocated, That immediately turns into resentment. And resentment will poison a marriage. It must be checked at at all times. But it was not, because then after Kanye moved into his Sunday services, his declaration of being bipolar was starting to become more of a narrative. And so while I am not a medical professional, I'm not a registered psychologist. I do not advise anyone to use me as medical professional advice, but when people choose to not medicate in terms of bipolar one, it can be a little erratic. So everybody has the choice and Kanye chose that he was not going to go the traditional route for his mental illness. And that's completely fine. That's his choice. The issue becomes the fact that he is not choosing for himself anymore as a married man with children. If Kanye West was a single man and he said to himself, I am going to work with bipolar in a natural way that feels good to me, everybody has that right. But because he was in a marriage with children, his decisions affect other people. And Kanye West was not willing to understand that or choose differently. So if we think about Kim's perspective and where she's coming from, she's doing everything. People can only take so much. People can only handle something for so long before it pops. It's like holding a beach ball underwater. You can do it for a bit but eventually it's going to break through and pop off. When we heard about Kanye staying in their Wyoming ranch and them living separate lives, people started to really speculate that Kim had had enough. And when this this went down, it really truly was so upsetting and, and broke my heart because the issue of on a... Basic healthy relationship, two people will weather storms. If your relationship baseline is non dangerous, as in for the most part, it's healthy, you're human, you have moments, but for the most part, you can honestly say you're happy, those relationships can usually handle storms. It's not always a pleasant experience, but healthy couples tend to work together. And tend to want to see a solution rather than bicker at each other or right fight or have a case against each other and spend more time trying to prove who's in the right and who's in the wrong. Healthy couples tend to be solution-based. So you can see over time that Kim is trying really hard to put it together with this family and really try. She was very supportive. She did all the things. I'm not suggesting she's perfect, but in terms of energetic output for the marriage, bar none, she did the work. Kanye, there was some type of spiritual separation that occurred where he started making decisions As a single man, it's not a good sign when you live in separate states. When Kim went to visit him in Wyoming and the infamous crying in the car paparazzi photos came up, my heart just broke for her. Because at some point, the realization that you're the one doing all the things can just shoot you in the face so intently. It's one of those situations where you just get these shocks up your neck and then into the back of your head and you can have that moment. And we've all, if you've been in a relationship where you knew it was over, we've all felt that feeling. It just comes up in the back of your head where you just know it's done. Two people in a relationship, they both have to do the best they can. Most of the time, I like to use the five one ratio. So, for every five encounters, one not so great moment. So, what does that mean in real life? Well, five encounters can look like good morning, you know, running into them midday, how they are after work, a text, a phone call, like as you interact with your partner. So if you interact with your partner, obviously, more than five times a day. But for this example, every five interactions, one, you have a pass. So if I get a crabby text message, eh, whatever, because the rest of the day was loving and kind. And my partner's probably just in a space and he's venting and it's whatever. It's not indicative of a rocky relationship. If we were to flip it and go... For every five encounters, four are awful and one's okay. That's what you would typically consider a rocky relationship. So when I look and when I assess couples, it's usually on the grounds of how do they look together energetically? Can you see who is strained? Can you see who is doing more? Can you see if there's resentment? In the Kanye and Kim case study, you can actually see that Kanye had just checked out just enough where Kim felt and noticed the disconnect. And what we ended up seeing is a file for separation. So my belief is that Kanye started living a life that was a single man's life and completely separated from the family. You cannot have an intimate marriage when you live separate lives. So how do you know when to hold them or when to fold them? How do you know whether a relationship is worth saving? It comes down to this. If I were to ask you, let's say you and your partner are in a really rough patch. If I were to ask you, Okay, I'm going to come in and solve all your problems and tomorrow you will have n- this issue will be gone. You'll have none of it. Would you still want to be with the person? If if all of your problems were solved, would you still want this to be your man? Some people say no. And those are the people that are energetically done with a relationship. The ones that say, "Yeah, like if our problems were solved, I would love. Like I just want to get back on track. That would be amazing." that you can work with. Ultimately, both people are responsible for the pairing. What happens in a relationship is people take it for granted. So they spend the first little bit having a laugh, having lots of sex, drinking, eating, all the fun stuff. And then life hits. And that's a crucial moment. It's a fork in the road. It's kind of like, well, are we going to do this? Or are we just having fun? Are we just kicking it? Or are we going to build something? Usually that that hits the point. And then some people say, yeah, you know what? Let's roll the dice and do it. Those who commit to a marriage have made a decision that the other person that they are married to is their their most important priority. Healthy relationships, the drive and desire is partnership. It's 100-100, not 50-50. When you see couples split, it's usually because besides one person not doing what they should be doing, the other person not even knowing that they should be doing it. With the Kim and Kanye specific scenario, Kim was tired. She had her foot on the gas and Kanye was just chilling. After a while, women get indifferent. After a while of asking over and over, saying they're non-negotiables, declaring their boundaries, playing the game, being patient, yada, yada, there comes a point where you just go, okay, I don't care anymore. I can't even imagine. I'm so energetically done. And it can be so devastating when the other person does not want to give the energy. So the best way to tell whether the relationship you're in is worth having and worth saving is to A, know if it's actually the person you want. B, to remember that you are choosing to be in this relationship. It is a choice. Taking each other for granted is a track to resentment. And I think Kim had just hit her fucking limit. You want to remember that relationships are entered into by choice and the two people in the relationship decide the terms. The two people in the relationship make negotiations and energetic concessions all day long, all the time. Do you want to eat here? No, not really, but if you do, that's cool. You know, do you want to watch this movie? Well, sure, because I know you want to you get the gist. It's really about understanding that this is not actually a problem unless and until you're the only person doing it. If you are the only person sacrificing your wants, needs, and desires to the, to appease the other person, eventually that relationship erodes because it's no longer intimate. It's no longer vulnerable because you're not actually seeing each other. You're just two people in a room. Right before Kim announced that they were separating You started to see her on social media present a more colorful personality, a more exciting, funny, playful, lighter energy. And the rumors were swirling that, oh, this is divorced Kim's new vibe. And a lot of people commented that it was actually very reminiscent of the early 2000s when she was first on the Hollywood scene. And it just cracks me up because it's so true of how she started to slowly lose herself in this relationship. And it's always devastating and sad when relationships end. But one of the best parts about when a situation is released is what is unearthed and uncovered. So perhaps the monumental lesson that took four kids and seven years to learn is that she should never actually lose herself in a man. If you look back at her prior relationships, it was always what the other guy was like, fitting into his lifestyle and his aesthetic and his friends. Kim has always been the girl who wanted to be saved by love. And perhaps this epic relationship and marriage really just inspired her to actually choose her for once. So, hopefully, you guys took some wisdom from this. It was really neat to break down this relationship from a professional standpoint. I was really rooting for these two. I thought their love was so pure, but the tragedy with mental illness is that it just can't not affect the people around you. And so, this is the sad part is that there are certain attributes to certain. Disorders, both mood, behavioral, traumatic, like Kanye West lost his mother. He mourned and grieved. He's got a lot of stuff. He's also a brilliant man. He's very troubled. He's a genius. Whatever you want to call it, ultimately, his behavior did not match up with that of a married family man. He made choices for Kanye and not for the family. And when you're a married man making choices and behaving as if you are single, guess what happens? So, there you have it. There is my professional breakdown and analysis of the Kim and Kanye relationship. Let me know what you think about this episode. I always want to know your thoughts. Tag me with your screenshots of listening to the episode at Good Love Co you know, I always want to shout you guys out. This was a really fun one for me. So I will see you guys next week. All right, lovebirds. There you have it. I hope that you thoroughly enjoyed that little pocket of time we spent together. It means the world to me. If this episode landed, if you felt like you got some mic drops, I'd love to know in the comments. Feel free to leave a five-star review as well. That always feels good. And if you know anyone who would benefit from listening to this, send her my way. Today's episode was so good, and I'll see you next time. I'm living that high life.